so good to be together. And as I said, uh, again, welcome if you are new. Um, yes, we are crazy, but we enjoy it. So you're very welcome here. Um, well, I'm only going to give a very short talk uh, this morning. Ordinarily, I would speak for a good hour and a half. No, that's just my dreams. Normally, it's only half an hour. But I'm going to speak in 15 minutes. And Richard, you're going to keep me on track and on time. So get your buzzer out to continue the game show theme if I go over. But, you know, we've been in a series about mercy. And I want to say Heather, our Compassion Justice pastor last week, did an amazing job uh, looking at the Ministry of Mercy, our place in that. And it was just so impactful. Uh, we were actually away on holiday with my parents. We were in Cornwall last week. And, and as we were driving down on Sunday, we were watching the service in the car. I was driving. I wasn't watching it, of course. Oh, look at that. I was listening to it, but it was just such an impactful talk. So much truth there. So if you've missed that or indeed any of our talks during the Mercy series, you can, of course, catch up on our website or on our app. Well, here we are on Easter Sunday, and we're going to dive straight in by reading together from uh, the book of Luke. Why don't you turn uh, with me? It will be on the screen as well. And if you're at home, it will be on your, your TV screen. And we're going to look at chapter 24, verses 1 to 9. Chapter 24, verses 1 to 9. Let me read this for us. But on the first day of the week, at early dawn, they went to the tomb, taking the spices they had prepared. And they found the stone rolled away from the tomb. But they went in, they did not find the body of the Lord Jesus. While they were perplexed about this, behold, two men stood by them in dazzling apparel. And as they were frightened and bowed their faces to the ground, the men said to them, why do you seek the living among the dead? He is not here, but has risen. Remember how he told you while he was with you still in Galilee, that the Son of Man must be delivered into the hands of sinful men, and he was crucified, but on the third day rise again. And they remembered his words. And returning from the tomb, they told all these things to the eleven and to all the rest. Wow, what a story! Worthy of a Hollywood blockbuster. You can imagine following the desperate situation of what we call Good Friday comes a much more joyful and gooder Sunday. That's a theological term for Resurrection Sunday. But you can imagine this situation. And I love what the scripture says. It says the tomb was empty. Wow, can you imagine and we celebrate that good news, don't, don't we, today? That the tomb was empty. The good news that Jesus rose again into new life. The good news that death had no claim on him and the grave could not hold him. As the Apostle Paul said in 1 Corinthians, quoting the prophet Isaiah, death, <laughs> where is your sting? But can I say this? Today is more than just a celebration of something that happened 2,000 years ago. In fact, I would go as far as to say, of course, in lots of love and respect, 
if that's all it is for you, then you are missing the whole point. So what is the point then, Mark? I'm glad you asked. It is the reality and celebration that Jesus rose again into new life in order that we may also join him in that new life. That is what we're celebrating. The death and resurrection of Jesus Christ, listen, is more than an historical fact of which it, of course, is. It is a present-day invitation to join Jesus into this new life. It is a present-day invitation to join Jesus into this new life. And so what does that mean for us here? 2021? Two. Wow, where did that last year go? (laughs) Did you guys have a good year? I don't know what happened to mine. (laughs) Here we are in 21st century. In in St. Albans. And as we celebrate what happened 2,000 years ago has a consequence for you today. And so what it means for us, friends, and this is the good news of the gospel, is that death needn't be the end of our story. In fact, the empty tomb can be your reality too. Yes. They will say that of you if you accept that invitation. Tomb is empty. But you might be wondering, well, that sounds great, Mark. I always love an invitation. But why is this invitation important? Why do we even need this present-day invitation? Why not just celebrate something that happened 2,000 years ago? Because let me tell you, our default destination is death and then eternal separation from God. Did he just say that? Yes. Listen, our default destination when we are born is not to heaven. You know, this is the very real result of what we call sin, that word that we don't often like to use, do we? Well, let me help you understand sin. You know, it's an old French archery term that simply meant missing the mark. That's what sin is. We've all missed the mark. You know, when Adam and Eve, we know the story, right? They disobeyed God. What happened? Sin came into the world. Why? We moved from a default position of relationship and communion with a holy God to a position of fracture and separation from a holy God. That is the the cosmic reality, if you like, that happened way back then. And lest you think that what Adam and Eve did back in Genesis has absolutely no bearing to you, I've got to give you the news that that is not the case. For we are all born into that sin of Adam and Eve. You know, you can't remember and celebrate the resurrection of Christ, which we are doing today, without recognizing and mourning the reality and implications of sin. You just can't. Otherwise, what's the point? If we just celebrate that Jesus died on the cross for us, and yet we don't talk about the reality of sin then what was the point of him going to the cross? That was a waste of time, wasn't it? You see, that is the good news. While through one man, Adam, sin came into the world, the good news is that through one man, fully man, fully God, Jesus, new life has come into the world and is offered to all. 
If you are wondering what this big book here is, it is the Bible, of course. What you'll discover as you read from Genesis to Revelation is God's divine rescue plan for the whole of mankind. It is God's response to that fracture and separation that happened in the garden. This is a love story from a God who loves you and has sent his only begotten son to die for you so that whosoever would believe in him will not perish, for that is our default destination, but have eternal life. And that is the present day invitation. That is the present day invitation. The good news is is that we can spend eternity with a holy God that loves us. Why? Because Jesus paid the price for us. Let's look at 1 Peter 1, 1, 1, 3. I'll be on the screen. It says this, Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. In his great mercy, he has given us new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. There it is in one sentence for you. That is the invitation By his great mercy, we can have new life with him for eternity because Jesus paid the price on the cross. What happened, you see, was a divine exchange that occurred. The penalty of our sin is eternal separation from God. It is death. But Jesus, you see, took it on his shoulders on the cross on that Good Friday. And the wrath of God was pointing directly to Jesus Jesus, in your stead, took that. That is the mercy of God. But you see, the grace of God, the other side of that salvation coin, is that the holiness of Jesus, the perfectness of Jesus, is then given to us. I'm up for that. That sounds like a really very good deal. Are you telling me, Mark, that I don't need to do anything for this new life? That's absolutely what I'm telling you. But I don't get it because every other religion talks about if you are really, 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 really good, then you can attain to have a relationship with God. This is a gospel of what we call grace. You come to Jesus where you are at. It isn't dependent on how good you are. It's dependent on how good Jesus is. That is the reality. Friends, wherever you are found... Whatever mess you're going through, hey, we all have mess. I have mess in my life. We don't need to wait until we are at a state of perfection before we say, Jesus, I believe in you. He comes rushing to where we are at in our mess. And it is the righteousness of Jesus that is given to us. Let's look then at John 11, 25, 26. In Jesus' own words, this is what Jesus says. I am the resurrection and the life. The one who believes in me will live, parenthesis, not always lead to God the Father. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Even though they die, and whoever lives by believing in me will never die. And then Jesus says this question which is the question for all of you this morning. Do you believe this? It's as simple as that, and yet as profound as that. This event that we celebrate of Jesus dying on the cross and raising again, 
can be your lived reality of new life by simply confessing that Jesus is Lord. And for some of you here this morning, you, you maybe have never done that before, and yet something in you at the moment is saying, wait a minute, you mean I can have new life by believing in Jesus? Yes. Later on in the service, I want to give you an opportunity to respond to that. But as I, uh, as I end in these past next few minutes, I want to look at one more text for this morning, which is Romans 6, verse 4. It says this, Therefore we have been buried with him through baptism into death. So that as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, so we too might walk in newness of life. There is that invitation to new life. And you see, that's what we're celebrating here. And I always love us doing baptisms on Easter Sunday. There is something so profound about that. Because you see, what baptism is, is these people, these wonderful people who are getting baptized, they're making a public declaration and confession of faith. And they're going to do that in a moment. And you see, what happens is they go down into the waters of baptism, signifying that they have died with Christ, and they come up new creation in him to that newness of life. That is what we're doing here this morning. These wonderful, precious people are accepting that invitation to walk in the newness of life. They've already confessed their faith in Jesus and now they're going to make that public declaration to say, you know what? Death needn't be the end for me. It is their way of saying, you know what? The empty tomb is what's going to be for me. And that invitation is for each one of us.